You're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor William Lee is the power of love, from Ephesians chapter three, verses fourteen to twenty-one. Good morning, everyone. Today, probably some of you know, already uh, hear some announcement. Uh, today, this morning, we have our team from Singapore. And um, uh, Pastor William, and this time is uh, also his wife, Caroline, um, are going to join with the team, about nine of them. And uh, per Pastor William's request, that I um, it, I'd like to pray for them and the team because. Uh, Singapore Church is also watching live stream, so we have double live stream with Singapore side. And so uh, Pastor William and Carolyn and all the team, uh, please come up. And uh, uh, as the pastor of this church, I'd like to pray for all of them as they come here. Uh, pastor William minister to us on Sunday, and the team uh, will serve in the Sozo Talk this afternoon. As some of you know, our soul talk is once a month that, um, that uh, we reach out to uh, campus, university student, young professional, anyone from 18 plus to, um, you know, 40, 45, uh, 50 uh, Vietnamese, <laughs> because I need to increase the age as I'm getting older. <laughs> So um, uh, some of the team is came here more than once time, I think, um, uh, and then only f- one, a few first time. I think Dominic there and Christina and Cindy, of course, Caroline and William and Ansley, they're more than a few time, especially also they launched, uh, they together we launched on 2014, so that's nine years ago, uh, and that, that they, uh, so this is coming to the ninth year that they uh, came back and just, uh, you know, uh, join us in serving the Lord to this, uh, this Soto Talk outreach. And so please join us, uh, join me to pray for them. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for their heart, Lord. The heart that want to serve you and expand the kingdom, be a partnership of the gospel. Lord, pray for Pastor William as he deliver the message to the church today, both in the international English-speaking congregation as well as the Vietnamese-speaking congregation. May his word that bring the nourishment that the people need, Lord, the, uh, the spirituality that they, they need to heed, and Lord, and also encouragement to the church. Build up the body of the church. Pray for Carolyn as she's been serving with Pastor William alongside for the last over 35 years. Lord, may that you continue, Lord, to strengthen them, to bless them, to keep them. And Lord, may your faithfulness be upon their life as they continue to show their faithfulness to you and the kingdom of God. Pray for each of a team member here, Lord, from Dominic to Christina to Cindy to Wei, Ansley and Hannah and uh, and and um, and, and uh, Lucy, I'm sorry, Lucy and Lucy, uh, that you continue, uh, that you use them and and strengthen them, Lord. As for the heart, that really, Lord, uh, for for the loss, and we really, Lord, it's just not something that we do at this for the sake of doing it. But Lord, you have ordained our vision to win uh, the loss, to build and make disciple, and to send out, Lord, uh, the disciple to plant churches and 
partner to, to bring, to expand the kingdom of God. Lord, wherever they are and beginning of, of the city they are and expand to the ends of earth. Lord, we thank you for their heart. May that you provide for them everything they need and protect them from all any uh, possible danger or spiritual attack. May you bless their household and keep their household and their descendant to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, team. I'm going to take a seat. Thank you. Really proud of you. And um, so, Pastor William is, um, I, he was my pastor during 2019 to 2012. Three years, I was sent from this church. Pastor Eric Dooley was a, a, a senior pastor of the church, sent me and my wife, my family to Singapore to study um, in a uh, train in the seminary, got an, uh, you know, earn in MDiv. And during that time, uh, I was in his church. He's not a pastor. He's not the pastor. He was my pastor. And, and during that time, uh, there's no string attached from Ho Chi Minh City. I served there. I tied there. I, I loved the church. He was my pastor. And uh, this is uh, something that's beautiful because this is what he just asked, this requested, because he told me it's a, it's a way of showing that, you know, he come here to serve for the Singapore side as well that I am the pastor of his church and I will pray for them. And for a day, I will be his pastor. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then to bless our... But, but more important than that is our relationship, our friendship over the years and decades. We count by decades. And, and, um, and um, normally, I introduce him with, you know, with some type of kind of fun introduction, like, you know, a father of one wife and... Uh, 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 no, is a father one wife? A husband of one wife? <laughs> Not a father one wife. A father of three children. That's why I need uh, four children. Oh, I missed one. Oh dear, what happened to me? I need more coffee. This is why sometimes I need to go back to the Word because I just uh, lead the Vietnamese uh, group to study Bible on the First Timothy uh, chapter 3 and list out all the qualification of the overseer uh, the uh, shepherd, a uh, bishop, however you want to translate, the pastor, the elder. And so I'd like to read for us just a few uh, qualifications. And by the way, in case you didn't know, uh, in order for somebody to ordain to be a pastor, need to meet this qualification. And over 35 years ago, Pastor Eric ordained him as senior pastor. That was uh, in the 80s, I guess, uh, 90, 93. 1993, he was ordained. Uh, by Pastor er Eric, and I'm just a baby, uh, just uh, 2013, uh, just 10 years over. So I'd like to read for us. So that's also an example for the church. This is not, yes, it is uh, specifically for the elders and bishop and overseer, but I, I wish, I hope this all for every Christian to, uh, to aspire and to embrace these qualifications. And this is the qualification for overseers that uh, they must be uh, above uh, reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-control, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his, house, uh, his own, own household well with dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? 
he must not be a recent convert. He must become, because he may pop up, become pop up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought by outsider so that he may not fall into disgrace and into snare of the devil. I've been know him for decades and I can agree with every um, qualification here and I affirm that, I attest that this is a pastor that, that not only just, just, just preached the word on Sunday, but through the week he lived among the people so that the people can know his qualification, relationship. And more importantly today, it is that it is my dear friend, uh, the team here, and such an encouragement is a big family, New Life Fellowship of Churches. Among the four amigo, we call it, Pastor Eric kind of passed the baton to us that we are leading a family of churches over, uh, if it all the region, probably over a thousand churches. And so Pastor William, myself, Pastor Song, and Pastor Maganti from Indonesia will be the four amigos leading. Pastor Song will be the first among equals, so he take the lead, and all of us support and pray with him. So I told the church and leadership class, and even the Vietnamese, if I have anything wrong or I have faced, God forbid, moral failure, you can contact him. And, <laughs> and I will step down and I will uh, healing and reconcile. It still be in the kingdom of God, but you know, these are the qualifications that prescribe by scripture. So we must uh, follow. And so here, may I introduce you, Pastor William Lee. Good morning, Xin Chao. Wow, so good to be here. <clears throat> and thank you for my pastor, yeah, for praying for us. <clears throat> I always tell our church in Singapore, whenever we go on missions trip, that you go there to serve, right? We go there, we come under their leadership, under their spiritual authority. We come not to do our own thing, but we come to do whatever the local church needs. Yeah, we're here to serve and be a blessing. Yeah, I hope that this afternoon, or later, after this, say, in the Vietnamese service and afternoon service as well, that we can be a blessing to uh, your church. And so for Ade, can they see me in Singapore? Yes, all right. Thank you, Lam. Singapore, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, people, because school holiday now, a lot of people on holiday, but glad you can join us this morning, those who are at uh, Kwangming, at uh, Kwangming, not Kwangming, <laughs> Kwangming is our old, old building that I, I miss so much, but in LHK, yeah, and uh, uh, miss you, see you guys soon. Yeah, but, uh, <coughs> uh, 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 very good to be here with all of you. Yeah, always, always enjoy being back in this place. Uh, but let me begin uh, today's message with a simple question yeah, for you guys as well as for those uh, in Singapore. Uh, if there is uh, one word, if you can describe one word, use one word to describe uh, the common theme throughout the entire Bible, yeah, what would it be? If there's one word to describe the Bible from beginning to end, what would that one word be? Anybody? Huh? Love. That's right. That's right. <coughs> it's love. <coughs> yeah, it's very, very clear. Yeah, and the Bible even describes God as love. Yeah, not, just, not just one of the attributes of God, but it's the very, the very essence of God, isn't it? Yeah, the very nature of God. God is love. He embodies it. It's completely who God is. Yeah, and we are called also to love Him. He gave us, He made us in His image, so we have the ability to love like He 
follow his example and to love one another as ourselves. Yeah, so Bible is very clear about that and in fact gives us a lot of practical means of how we are supposed to, thank you, how we are supposed to, to love one another. And that's what uh, Pastor Lott was reading at the beginning in Romans 12. It's a call. Yeah, it's one <coughs> pastor, I mean the, the Apostle Paul wrote in many places, gave many, many examples of how we are to love one another. And Romans 12 is one of those places where he lists out yeah, some practical ways that we are to love one another. Maybe we can take a look at that yeah, before we open with prayer. Uh, Romans 12, <coughs> I'll just read, read from verse 9. This is a call, yeah? Paul is calling us to love one another. He says, love must be sincere. Yeah, it must be sincere. You hate what is evil and you cling on to what is good, right? Sincere, yeah? you love one another with sincerity. Be devoted to one another to, in, in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. Yeah, so if you love one another, there's, a, there's an attitude of devotion as well, right? It's not superficial, but it's a loyalty. Yeah, when, we, when we love one another, we take care of one another, we're committed to one another, even, like I said, even willing to make sacrifices if you really love one another. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Because you're doing it, you love one another, why are you doing as unto the Lord, isn't it, right? Everything we do is unto our Heavenly Father. Verse 12, be joyful in hope, uh, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Yeah, so while you're serving, do it with the right attitude, joyfully, not with a long face, not, I have so difficult, but joyfully, because you're doing it for God. Share with God's people who are in need, practice hospitality, very, very clear. Next page, verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Yeah, bless the, wow, really? Bless the persecute me and bless and do not curse. I talking about moving in the opposite spirit. We live in an imperfect world, right? Pastor Lau was just saying just now, sometimes in life we face difficulties. We face, and most difficulties in life is through people, other people, right? Because people are sinful and they say things that are hurtful, either intentionally or not intentionally. But we are supposed to move in the opposite spirit. Right? It's counter-cultural. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, means what? You, you show concern, right? You have empathy. Yeah, when someone's going through something, don't just treat it flippantly. Go down to their level. Cry with those who cry. Laugh with those who cry. Laugh. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be proud, but be willing to associate with those with low position. Do not be conceited. Yeah, be accepting of one another. Yeah, not, not arrogant. Yeah? Jesus accepted us for who we are. Even though we are most unworthy, He accepted us for who we are. Yeah, do not repay evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Right? Don't be vengeful. Next page, verse 18. Uh, it is, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Right? Choose to live at peace. Don't, be, don't take revenge again, uh, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge. I, the Lord, will repay. Yeah? So we trust God. We go through a lot of um, <coughs> uh, unfairness sometimes we face in this broken world. Trust God that he, take, he knows everything. He's a fair judge. And finally, near the end, if you're an, uh, on the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. <coughs> yeah, we love the, the, the sin and not the sin. And in doing this, you will keep burning coals <coughs> on his head. Now, let me pause for a second there because I think uh, some people misunderstand this, this verse. Yeah, I've got all along all these wonderful things, traits that we're supposed to do in loving one another. And suddenly, Paul said, what? If I love somebody, I heap burning coals on the person's head? Sometimes people misunderstand this, this verse. 
Yeah, in in uh, burning, when you put burning coals, you're not trying to set that guy's head on fire. <laughs> yeah, <coughs> that's not what it means. In ancient times, uh, fire is a commodity, right? I mean, they don't have a lighter, right? They don't have a matches. Yeah, they can't make fire immediately. Yeah, if you want a fire, they need to make fire. Yeah, if it's raining, it's a wet day. You don't have the right material. You can't. You, you can't make fire. So when you give someone fire or burning coal, it means um, like hot amber, right? A coal that's is red hot, right? But but you know, you give it to them. If they can bring it home, all you need to do is just put some dry leaves or whatever next to it, and then just fan it, and boom, yeah, comes to flame. So it's a blessing. Yeah, in ancient times, they, they, they put these burning embers, a hot coal, they put in a clay jar. And they carry the clay jar, you know, on the head. You know, in, in modern day, we have hands-free handphone, right? But down there, they, they also got hands-free, yeah? When they, they're hands-free, when they're moving around, they put the coal in that little clay jar, and then they carry home, right? So that's what it means. Yeah, it's a, it means it's a blessing. Okay, it's a blessing. Do not overcome with evil uh, by evil. Uh, don't overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. All right. So Paul is giving us <coughs> a list, a wonderful list of practical things to do. And if you look at this list, my goodness, seems a lot. <laughs> yeah? Wow, love sincerely, be devoted, be loyal, ready to sacrifice, be generous, don't retaliate, don't be self-centered, don't be bitter, don't be vengeful, be, be humble, be accepting. Wow, so many things. <coughs> But it's the right thing, right? It's, we know, right? In our heart, we know it's the right thing to do. But yet, when you look at this entire list, wow, quite overwhelming. Huh? Wow, so many things I have to do. And if I'm honest with myself, I say, oh man, you know, can I really do that? I feel tired just looking at the list. You know? <laughs> wow, so many things I, I have to do. Are you sure, God? Am I able to do it? Maybe I'm even a little bit discouraged. Look at this list. Yeah. I don't measure up, Lord. Yeah, some of these things, sometimes I'm not humble. Sometimes, you know, I, 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 I want to take, I, I want to be vengeful. Someone did something bad to me. It's so hard not to be bitter, Lord. Yeah, it's not easy. But do you think as you read these verses, yeah, look at all these things in Romans 12, is God trying to put a heavy weight upon us? Is that God's intention to weigh us down to make us feel guilty, to make us feel like overwhelmed, stressed out? Is that God's plan? No. No. In fact, God, uh, the Bible tells us Jesus came yeah, uh, not to bring us condemnation. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's not God's intention. Yeah, Jesus died to take those accusations away. But being a believer, being a disciple of Christ is not about doing all these things. Are you doing this? Are you living up to God's standard? It's not about that. Yeah, it's not about jumping over hurdles and meeting one expectation of God, one after another. I mean, if being a believer is, is just about following all these rules, all these tips, all these lessons, man, too stressful. I don't think many people want to be a believer. <coughs> and furthermore, Paul is saying here, all these things, it's not just doing all these wonderful things to your loved ones, you know. It's not just to your loved ones, not just to people you care about, but even for your enemies. What, pastor? You mean those who, who, who do bad things to me, I, I have to love them? Yes. You mean those who, 
who, who take advantage of me, who, who make my life miserable, I have to feed them? Yes. What? What? <laughs> Are you sure, Pastor? <coughs> you know, I have, a, I have a pastor friend. Uh, <coughs> pastors a, a local church in Singapore. And th- that church also has a heart for missions. <coughs> and um, many years, about 20, about 25 years ago, yeah, 20, 25 years ago, they planted a church in, not a church, a, a school in Cambodia. Yeah, they have a heart to help uh, young children, you know, a lot of orphan children and, you know, children very poor in a, in a city called Kampong Spur. Yeah, anyone from Cambodia here? No? <coughs> Kampong Spur. And, um, and uh, so they, they, the church, you know, raised funds and then uh, sent a team, yeah, to set up a school. Yeah, some of them were teachers, helped to set up. The pastor's wife was also a teacher, and she went there to be a principal yeah, of the school. Yeah, and so the thing was going well and all that. Yeah. Then, uh, then one night, end of the month, near the end of the month, someone broke in. A, a, bun- a few thieves broke into the place, yeah, the building, the school. And the, 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 the pastor's wife, my friend's wife, was, stays there, yeah, stays on, on campus, on, on the, in the building. And because end of the month is when they give out salaries to the local teachers, right? So the, the thieves think, okay, the money is there. And so they broke in and tried to steal the money. And in the process, they killed my friend's wife. Stabbed her to death. Yeah, stabbed her to death. And all for what? Actually, very small sum of money. They couldn't even open the safe. The safe is money inside there. But it's such a small sum. And she died for that. It was so sad. But what did my pastor and their church do? They continued to support their work. They didn't just, oh, you guys did this to us. We are out of here. No. Yeah, they continued to send teams, send resources, send teachers to do that work. Yeah, and the, and that, that school is still running till this day. Still doing these things. Why? Why did they do it? How come they can keep doing it? And that's what really, what I'm trying to talk about today. Yeah, when we see this list, seems so overwhelming. So, so many things that we have to do. How is it possible that, can we really do what my pastor friend and his church are doing? Yeah, is it really, really possible to do that? Yeah. But let's pray first. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for today. Thank you for the opportunity to open up your word, to study, Lord. Help us, Father, to a heart that is ready to listen and a heart that is ready to be transformed by you, Lord Jesus. All we want, Lord, is to become more and more like your Son, Jesus Christ. Transform us, Lord God, into Christ's likeness more and more, Lord. And all these lessons that we're trying to learn today, let it not just be a super, superficial understanding, but, but touch us from the inside out. Lord, help us to a deep understanding so that it changes us, transforms us, that your name be glorified in the process, Lord. And all this we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. <coughs> amen. So let me just give you some good news. Yes, these are all important things that we are supposed to do as believers, how we love one another. Now it's very, very, it's true, yeah? But the good news is you're not supposed to be able to do all these things by yourself. You're not supposed to be able to do all these things by yourself. Nobody can. Yeah, nobody can do it by yourself. Maybe you can do it for a short time. Maybe you are very positive 
optimistic kind of person, a lot of energy. You can do it for some time, but not all the time, and not consistently all the time. Yeah? And being a disciple is not about trying harder. Okay, Pastor, I'll try harder to learn something. I'll try to be more accepting. I'll try to be more generous. It's not about trying, trying, trying. You know, but no, it's not about you know being putting in more effort. It's not about that, because if if by try if it's all about trying harder and by your sheer willpower doing the will of God, I guarantee you, you will burn out. You will burn out. I'm pastoring for over thirty years. I've seen it. People with very good heart, good intention, they they love God, but they they want to do these things, but they were doing their own strength. Burn out. Every single one. Being a disciple of Christ is not about do, do, do. More, more, more. Try harder. Come on, man. Burn out for Christ. That's not what it means. Yeah. Jesus said what? I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah, I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. He didn't say I came that you may be stressed out. I came that I can give you more work to do. Again, that you must make you try harder I, with my whip and I whip you to try harder. No, that's not what Jesus came to do. <laughs> but how in the world are we supposed you know, to love like the way Paul said to love? Yeah, how are we supposed to do that? If you read the, uh, the, the, the writings of Paul <coughs> in all different places, you see a common theme as well. Yeah, that in order to love others, to do these acts of kindness, how we treat others well, has to be out of the abundance of God's love that's already in us. Has, you have to be filled with God's love before you can love others. You have to. Yeah, it's out of the abundance of God's love. As you feel it, as you experience, as you receive God's love, it fills you up, it overflows out of you and touches the lives of those around us. As you experience, as you receive God's love, it naturally is supposed to pour out because that's what Jesus did. <coughs> Jesus knew God. Jesus was full of God's presence. Whenever, before he did anything, he went quiet places to be with God, to be filled by God once again so that it may overflow and help him in everything he does. If, God, if Jesus himself needs to be filled up to overflow, how much more? All of us as well, right? We need to receive His grace. We cannot love all the way God, uh, the way Paul tells us to love, unless we have received and experienced the love of God. Yeah, and when you can, and you cannot just know about God's love. And you cannot just know <coughs> about God's love. You have to really have experienced it. Really know, receive, and you really must really know who God is. <coughs> Otherwise, you can't love others. It's like, I can't really, I cannot teach someone how to ride a bicycle if I've never ridden a bicycle in my entire life. Not possible. I, I wouldn't know how to teach some. I don't know how to teach some how to swim if I never <laughs> dared to step into water myself. Yeah, it's not possible. Similarly, to know, you cannot just know about God. You must know God. You must know God's love before you can love others the way God wants us to love others. That's the only way. Let's look at John. Yeah, first John. <coughs> first John says, Dear friends, let us love one another. But how? For love comes from God. Love comes from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God 
and knows God. Everyone is born of God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And this word know, if you're a Bible, you should underline the word know. It is, it is not a, oh, I know about it. Oh, I know about this. I know about this. You know, it's a very deep, very visceral, very emotional. It's from inside out. You know so deeply. It's the kind of know. Yeah? It's not just a superficial know. Jesus, as I said, is a perfect example that he really knows God, the Father. He doesn't even know about, oh, I heard about him before, yeah, I read about this God before. No, he knows God from the inside out. And the same way, we need to know God from the inside out as well, from the depths of our soul. We can love others, Bible says, because he first loved us. And we know that, right? He must be the source of the love and power in our lives. And the only way we can do that is we take that time to taste of God's goodness, taste of God's love, receive God's love in our lives. And then you're able to love others the way He first loved us. If you experience God's love, it should, it's supposed to naturally flow out. Out of the overflowing of God's love is how we love one another. Look at the next verse after this. <coughs> verse 8, it says, Whoever does not love, yeah, does not love, why? Does not know God. Does not know God. Because God is love, yeah? You cannot love others unless you really have loved God yourself. Unless you really receive God's love yourself. <coughs> Some people struggle. Pastor, it's so difficult, you know, to love this person. You know, you, do, you, you, know, you don't know what that person did to me. You don't know the, the, the harm that person caused me. How can I love that person? Yeah? Someone who thinks that way has not really received the fullness of God's forgiveness. Am, am I perfect myself? No, far from it. What about my own sin my, that Jesus died on the cross for? Yeah, I must understand how much God has forgiven me, God has loved me. Yeah, otherwise, it's very difficult to love others. The love of God will not overflow. And when you really know who God is, spending time with God, it's not difficult at all. It's not a burden. <coughs> you know, my, I have four kids, not three kids. <laughs> and my, uh, two of my sons are married. Uh, and then the third son uh, is, is in a relationship right now. Yeah, very, very beautiful relationship. Uh, wonderful. The lady, she's, he's dating a wonderful woman of God. Yeah, very, very God-loving. Uh, and then together, you know, they, they, they spur one another on, you know, in their relationship with God. But it's so clear that they are so in love with one another. Yeah, to them, and they're always spending time with one another. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, you, you know, I hardly get to see, see them because they're always out with one another. My son's job, very uh, taxing, you know, sometimes they work late into the night. But even if it's so late already, still after work, oh, you know, like go and find one another, just a meal with them, have a drink, or just spend a f even just a few minutes with one another, also happy. Yeah? Why? Because they are so in love. Right? And they, are, they receive, they enjoy that their love, the other person gives to them, and they, they pour back that love to one another. Yeah? And nobody has to force them to spend time with each other. Nobody. Yeah? They just love being with one another. Now, nonstop. 
Yeah, because they're experiencing the love for one another. They naturally want to do that. And same way is the way that we, our relationship with God. Yeah? Because we, once we experience the love of God, how wonderful it is. I want to spend more time with God. I cannot get enough of God in my life. I want more of it. Yeah? I want to spend time with Him. Worship, prayer, read His Word, whatever it takes just to be with Him. And when with God, it overflows out of us and touches the lives of those around us. Right? So how? <clears throat> so how, Pastor? I know all these things to say, but how do I receive this love? How do I receive such that it becomes overflowing even into my life? Yeah? And if you're looking for a method, sorry, no method. There's no one method. There's because all of us are different. There's no one size fits all. Yeah? Uh, God can speak to us in any way He chooses. In the Bible, one of those famous encounters that someone has with God was, um, was Moses, wasn't it? Right? Moses encountered with God at the burning bush. How many burning bush experiences do we see in the Bible? One! Only one, but such a powerful encounter. Only one? Yeah. Only one. Only one. Because it's not about a method. You're not supposed to copy what someone else did. But as you read the encounter that Moses had with God, it's really about the posture. Posture of his heart. The attitude of Moses' heart that really was the essence of it. Posture of the heart, a humility that you can sense a hunger. There was a responsiveness that Moses had uh, to receive the still small voice of God. Whenever you read Paul, so whenever Paul's, uh, you see Paul's life, every time when he prays, when he's trying to connect with God, you see the, the words, you know, I knelt before God. You know, he kneels down before God. Kneeling, that's nothing special about kneeling. Yeah, nothing special about it. But it's, again, attitude, a posture, yeah, a humility. Yeah, I am uh, hungry for you, Lord. I'm so desperate for you. you know, it's this expression of that whenever we kneel down before God. It's not a method, yeah, but a posture, a readiness to receive the Word of God. And we see that. Maybe we look at it. <coughs> Moses chapter, I mean, uh, Exodus chapter uh, 3. <coughs> In verse 3, it says, uh, Moses, after he saw the burning bush, right? He turned aside to look at this marvelous sight. Why doesn't this bush burn up? Why doesn't it burn out? Turn aside to look at this marvelous scene. Yeah. Some people might not turn. They were in the desert place, right? Desert place, desert very dry. Yeah. So may not be terribly uncommon for a bush to catch fire. Yeah, and it's not a city, you know, it's just a single bush by itself, it burn, burn, you know, I don't have any water, and I'm going to waste my little water I have to put it out, you know, just burn out and, you know, no big deal. Most people just, ah, and then just walk by. Ah, nothing much. Yeah, but Moses, is this Moses, what is this? And he turned aside and he looked, looked more carefully. What's happening? See, when our posture is right, we are ready to receive what God has prepared for us. 
Look at the next verse. It says, When the Lord saw that Moses had gone over to look, then God called out to him, Moses, Moses. And then Moses said, Here I am. And God said, Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place you are standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob. And then God proceeded to give commands, the direction, life's mission for, for Moses. But it's about being ready. It's about a posture of our heart, the attitude of our heart that's ready to hear from God. And we hear from God. And when you're filled with God, as Moses was filled with God's presence, God's love, God's mission, it gave him the ability to go and, I mean, call to lead a million people, million men out of Egypt. What? Called to go before the most powerful man on planet Earth at that point in time in history. What? There's no way he could do it in his own strength. Only when you're empowered by the Spirit of the Lord. What about us? What about you? Has God spoken to you? Has God been trying to speak to you? Have you <gasps> turned and looked and, and, and investigate further? Is, are you trying to say something to me, Lord? Are you trying to say, don't go here? Are you trying to tell me, say, say this to, your, to your, your mother, your father? Are you trying to say, say to me to forgive this person? Has God been saying something? Don't go here. Do this. Have we responded? Or do we just, eh, it's just a fire. Eh, it cannot be God. And then we walk by. Maybe you say, Pastor, see what? I didn't see anything. What fire? I didn't, what flame? I didn't, what, I didn't hear any crackling. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> and we walk on by. I want us to uh, look at, there's a, a famous English poet from a long, long time, over a century ago, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Some of all, the, all you literature buffs will know her name. And she wrote this about Moses. <coughs> she said, earth is crammed with heaven. Crammed means God's presence is everywhere. He's omnipresent. And every bush of fire with God. Wow. Means God is prompting us with miraculous signs, left, right, and center. Everywhere we go, drawing us unto Himself. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. Only he who sees takes off his shoes. Only those with eyes to see and ears to hear. Here's our Heavenly Father. The rest, what do they do? Sit around and pluck blackberries. Wow. So true, isn't it? So powerful. Earth is crammed with heaven. And every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. So the important question for all of us. Who are the people who can see the miracles, God's prompting, God's flame, burning bush in our daily lives. Who can hear God's prompting in our daily lives? Mm -hmm. 
who is allowed to do that? Answer is simple. Whoever is ready, whoever chooses to see, whoever chooses to believe. When we turn our hearts toward God with the right posture, we will see, we will sense, we will hear what God is trying to say to us. And you will experience the power of God, the love of God. And as you fill up with that, it overflows us, it allows us, enables us to love the way Paul said that we're supposed to love one another. Posture. That begins with a right posture. Look at verse 4 again in, in Exodus 3. When the Lord saw, yeah, when he saw that Moses had turned aside to look, then he called out to Moses. Yeah, Moses, Moses, and then he answered, here I am. God waited. God didn't speak. He, had, he prompted, right? As God will prompt all of us all the time. He's ever present. He's everywhere. And He wants to have a relationship with us. And so he, He'll prompt. He'll always have <coughs> signals throughout our entire lives. But God also waited until Moses looked for Him yeah, before He called out to Moses. Yeah? God waited. And when you respond to God's prompting, that's when God will reveal more. Yeah, is our heart ready? Is our heart responsive? Is our heart posture hungry to receive from God? When we are, we are ready to hear those prompting, still small voice of God, and we turn. God speaks. And God communicates with us. Jeremiah 29, 13, famous verse. You guys all know this. Yeah. You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Posture of our heart. Can we read this verse together? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That's one more time. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Wow. It's talking about posture of our heart once again. So back to the beginning, right? When I first started <coughs> the message in Romans 12. You know, all those, that long list, that long, long list of things that we're supposed to do in loving one another, how we treat one another. Paul knew, <coughs> Paul knew, and because you read all his writing, he knew that it is not possible to do these things unless you are first filled with the love of God. He's not asking you to do this by your own willpower. He asked, he, he's, it's like given that you must Know God first. You must have a wonderful, deep, authentic relationship with God first. Fill with this love and you will naturally overflow out of you. Yeah? And receive just as, and just as he expects us to receive and experience his love. Paul has received and experienced his love. That's why he's able to love others in the same way. And Paul did that <coughs> throughout the entire Bible. Yeah? Many of his letters yeah, to different cities, different Christians in different parts of, of, of that part of the world, he always said the same thing. And one of the most powerful prayers that he prayed to help them understand this was in Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm going to close with that shortly. Okay, Ephesians 3. Okay, follow along with me. It says, for this reason, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. Once again, kneeling. Nothing special about the process of the kneeling, but it's, the, it's a, an attitude of our heart. You can kneel, you can, you can, some of you 
where your posture of, of, of humility and receptiveness to God is going to a quiet place somewhere or going for a walk where there's nobody around. Whatever it takes, or, go with, or close yourself in a small room. Whatever it takes that helps you connect with God. What is it? You find it. <coughs> but Paul, was, he was, for him, he was kneeling before God. Uh, from him, his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray, and so Paul prays here, I pray that out of his glorious riches, that God may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. He's praying that we would know God from the inside out, strengthen us from the inside out to overflowing. Not by might, so that whatever you're trying to do for God, even the mission team coming here to, to serve, we're not doing it in our own strength. We, 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 we're desperate for God's power to work through us, not by might, not power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. To be empowered by the Spirit of the Lord. Verse 17, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Do we know God's love in, in, in this powerful way? Do we know how wide is God's love? Do we know that God's love is wide enough to to cover over whatever struggle, circumstances, pain that we're going through is wide enough to cover over that. Yeah, do we know that, that God's love is, is long enough? That means it, it never runs dry. Yeah, God is omnipotent. It never runs out. He can doesn't, doesn't mean that He helped you this five times, oh, too many times already to help you. God says to you, no, you go help yourself the sixth time. No. It's long enough, never ending. God's love will never cease. Is God's high love high enough, high enough to bring the greatest joy and rejoicing in your life? Yes. Is God's love deep enough to encourage you even in maybe the deepest sorrow that you have? Some of you may be going through a really difficult time. Is God's love enough to cover even those deeps, those depths of your pain? Of course. And to know that this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Yeah. How, how much time do I have, Pastor Lap? How many times? Maybe we do this. Yeah, can we do this as a as a church? Yeah, in Singapore as well. <coughs> It's not about, as I say, it's not about method. It's about an attitude of our hearts. Right? It's about posture. Yeah. Um, we are clear what God wants us to do. He wants us to love. He wants, he called, he call his great commandment is to love him and to love one another. But there's no way you can do it in your own strength. We need to be filled and overflowing with his love. Yeah. So maybe this morning, as we close, maybe can I have someone on a keyboard or something? Yeah, just say in Singapore as well. Yeah, we can do that. And then we can we just take a few moments to pray? Yeah, yourself. Yeah, just as Paul knelt down to pray. And if you feel led,
to kneel down to pray, you can do that. Whatever it takes to say, God, I'm turning to look. God, I'm, I need the infilling of your love in my life. Fill me, Lord God, even to overflowing so that I may serve you, so that I may fulfill the call that you have upon my life. I can't do it in my own strength. In my own strength, I just get worn out, I get tired, I get stressed out, get burned out. But in you, all things become possible. So as the music plays in the background, just go ahead. Between you and the Lord, turn. Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves before you this morning, Lord God. Declare once again you are King, you are Lord, you are God over all of our lives. But Father, we hunger and thirst for more of you in our lives. We don't want just to know about you. Father, we are done with just superficial, just enough. No, Lord, we want more. We want a deep, visceral connection, Lord, with you. We want to know of your love from the inside out. We want to be filled to overflowing, Lord, with your love. Help us, Father, to be sensitive to the prompting of the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. That your flame, that your burning bush, Lord, is everywhere, all around us. And everyone with ears to hear and eyes to see, Lord, may we see your bush and hear your prompting, hear your whisper. Always be ready to turn to you. Always be ready to receive, to be filled by your love. And we truly understand and be overflowing in how long and high and deep and wide your love is for all of us. May you fill us, Lord God, to overflowing every single day, Lord. So overflowing. Wow. It just flows into the people around us. We can't help but touch and love others because there's just so much of you in us. May you do that in all of our lives, Lord Jesus. That's the cry of our heart. That's our prayer. That's the posture. Father, we submit all these things unto you. Father,
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, uh, Pastor William, for a timely message. I think for those of you uh, in ministry team, uh, I think this is, I mean, for me personally, it's, uh, it's um, timely and it uh, reminds us of God's agape love for each and every one of us that transforms us from the inside. And, um, and as um, we journey on, um, that, that this love will uh, never cease and never fail. That's this agape love. Our human love will fail, but God's love never fails. And so um, uh, I'm not sure Singapore size, what uh, your program is, but I just share a little bit of, uh, of kind of reflection. As usually we go into five minute reflection, uh, but for the time, I just maybe, uh, as we already have a time of prayer, it's kind of like, um, you know, the spirit prompting me to share this, that, um, that the, the passage about Moses that, that, that you know, uh, saw witness the uh, burning bush, it's true that, that in the wilderness that many bush are burning, uh, but something unusual about this bush. And that's why his sensitivity uh, that, that noticed the, uh, the difference between the common and the divine, meaning that he saw something strange there in the first sight, but he noticed that he turned back and then he hear God's voice. Um, this is why in the foundation class we taught about the five Christian essential in order for us to establish a, a, a good relationship loving relationship with the Lord we need to hear his voice uh, we need to 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 uh, talk to him to a form of prayer we need to fellowship we need to 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 extend that love to one another uh, we need to to um, uh, to witness to share that love uh, to others to build a, a good solid stable a chair as the analogy we put. Uh, if you have the booklet, I put in um, the booklet one of the ancient um, practices or the, the, the exercise is called examine in page 20. Uh, this is I, I, the reason I put there, not just for the sake of putting, because I use it, I practice it, meaning that I examine, uh, the word examine is a Latin word, uh, but basically self-examination process. And uh, it will not become a practice if you don't, it will not become a lifestyle if you don't practice daily. And so I listed out there, ask God for the light, uh, whatever that you, you, you face today, give thanks, reveal the day, which is I reveal around, you know, after dinner, I reveal what happened to, to me, uh, my emotion, my psyche, and so that I can repent at the end of the day. And, you know, um, and then look forward for the future. So some of you probably see me like, you know, got an upset on, on Monday. Uh, by Wednesday or by Tuesday, I already processed. And because part of this ex exercise that I do, uh, I literally practice when the sun down, uh, things of anger, everything should be set, sunset, sundown, things should be set. Sometimes I was disobedience and delay until midnight because thanks to uh, the electricity, you still see the light. <laughs> But uh, what I'm trying to, uh, to share with you this is that um, as Pastor William shared the word of God here, I just don't want, because it's so familiar with all of you who have been Christian for decades, this is, the passage is familiar, uh, familiar with you. Um, 
but do not let just um, do not let familiarity kill the cats. Do not kill that because oh, I know it already. Uh, I think we have to put into practice. We need to uh, to cultivate as a lifestyle, a, a lifestyle of love, be genuine and brotherly sister. Is is the list that overwhelmed yet? But we just have to remember the agape love for us must be feel and satisfy our soul before there's an ongoing or overflowing God loves through this this vessel, earthly vessel, our body, to other vessel. And so that's my prayer and my hope for all of us. Amen. Amen. Um, for time, and I know uh, when I have a guest speaker, maybe I just uh, do a quick, I become an MC, yeah? So whoever the MC today, maybe just I just do a quick uh, announcement. And so let's our MC at least when they have guest speaker take a break. <laughs> uh, I didn't. Uh, sorry, I didn't tell you before. I just felt that I just do the quick, uh, um, you know, announcement. Uh, we have our prayer time. It's a powerful prayer time uh, every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8:30 on the ground floor. We open to all language and and tongues and 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 really heavenly language. Uh, that you know open we have a half an hour this morning is just powerful and we intercede we pray for the countries and and you know represent of different countries and one another so uh you know do join us you know if um, if you can wake up at five for running uh, you can wake up at five for airport i'm sure you can do this right uh, but you know it's an encouragement not not a guilt trip you know it's an encouragement okay next one is another prayer time in case you miss uh, the first one that 845 here on this third floor uh, is is corporate so welcome everyone uh, pastor Mike around and um, uh, it's just a way that we as a family of God to cry out together uh, those who pray together will stay together for those who married you know there's you need to pray with your spouse children because those who pray together will stay together and so um, the Bible replan, as I said, right, uh, the reason that, uh, that Moses can kind of be recognized, God present there, because his sensitivity, okay? So how we can um, uh, increase our sensitivity by reading God's Word daily. It's like if you, if you know how to take a deep breath, you will probably notice the smell of the sea the smell of the jungle even you know the type of good if you got kind of knowing so the word knowing here is just not intellectual including intellectual but the the both the hebrew and the the greek word will uh, more the language of the heart because it's the yada the the one that know intimate and so even those who um those who have say um you know what i call maybe a, a, even a down syndrome if they hear enough of God's word, they can connect because the yada, the knowing, is more from the heart. And so as you read God's word, um, the sensitivity of, of, of in touch with the divine will be increased. And that should be a practice. Sometimes you don't feel nothing, but other times you will feel it deeply connected. And that's why in curse you. It's just not for do the Bible reading plan for the sake of doing it. If the Bible reading plan is too much, then choose, you know, one chapter a day. You will cover three years. We did that before. But if you want to join us in a journey, we pray for one another, then join in the Bible reading. Jump right in today. Do not, do not procrastinate. Jump right in today and skip it because we're going to do it every year. 
go there and, and read because your sensitivity with the Lord will be increased and you will notice many burning bush in your life as you walk to the wilderness. Amen. Um, we have this Ignite Teen and Sunday School right on the ground floor and they will be coming up soon. And so um, this morning, uh, I think I just forgot to pray for them, but right now praying uh, that they will uh, enjoy God's lesson. And, uh, and this is um, not just for the sake of program. Parents, uh, talk to your kids about the topics they learn to reinforce, to connect, because they, they, and to make sure our teachers teach correctly. <laughs> and then if something that is unusual, you let me know, right? So that is the way to, to uh, education is, the, is an effort of the whole church for uh, your children, okay? Um, Discord is not a, a, an app that we created. I personally do not like the name, but I cannot change the name because I used someone already created it, right? Uh, the idea of the, the founder of Discord is for gamers. And, and they used to, to connect with uh, all the gamings. So it, as far as my knowledge understand, we are probably the first church to do Discord in Vietnam, even in the region, and even in, uh, not, but I, I know some church in America use it, maybe a few churches only. I want to go to enter into this room to redeem the app because the app is so good and it's built like a folder. And so many folder, many rooms, you, it's, a, it's a combo of Zoom, WhatsApp, text, everything in it, and a folder of files and storage and, and a library I kind of built there for us to assess any time. And so do not be, um, you know, ticked off by the name or feel like this is just for gamer. You know, we are actually a disciple of become game changing. We're going to changing the world by bringing the gospel. So if you have a trouble connecting in the Discord app, please contact one of the usher uh, or scan the, uh, the barcode and you will join in. We will be patient with you, walk through. Uh, and I want you, the learning curve will be a bit steep, uh, but you will, you will enjoy it. Yeah? So this is a platform, our church for all communication. When I make announcement, other emergency messages, um, is, if you're part of a server, you will see it. But be aware, uh, not be aware, but be prepared that once you joy, you are responsible to read it. If you don't joy, you don't need to read it, but you are responsible to read it and respond if I mention your name. That's just a common social courtesy. I hope that you do that. Thank you. A uh, very part meeting, uh, it is the... Uh, um, the, the single uh, 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 group, uh, 20 years old to 40-ish, um, that, that like to meet once a month. And this time, because of the leadership class coming up, so they're going to meet early uh, at 8 and 9.45. If you're single and in the range of 20 to 40, and uh, you like to join, talk to me. We have a form I'm going to walk you through. And, you know, feel free to join all our small group in our church we open to our church member we don't have the literally paper church member but those who are attend regularly and make this church your home that's considered church member and then for the unchurched which means that those who are wandering know jesus but there's no a home church they're welcome to and for the not yet believers which mean we can reach out to our friends who do not know about jesus 
welcome to join as well. So we're going to meet there, and I'm going to treat the bread part with banh mi. The last time New York bagel, this time the Vietnamese banh mi. Okay? So if you would like to join, it's uh, this coming Saturday. All right, thank you. Fellowship. We do not have a croissant today, right? But we're going to have some snack, I assume, and then some coffee. But if you like to, uh, to bless the community, uh, sometimes you got a cake or so, uh, sign up in the Discord or tell the usher you bring something so that we don't have too much and too you know, wasteful. And so this is a time of fellowship that we connect with the news uh, you know, friends. Oh, on that note, see the MC I only do once a while, on that note. On that note, I would like to uh, invite and welcome those who are first time in our church. Uh, just to introduce your name, uh, your country, never mind about your salary. Hello, my name is Lop. I'm a Saigonese and Vietnamese. I'm a pastor of this church. And anyone here is on my right for the first time. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, V. Thank you, V. Yes, thank you. Anyone else? No? Singapore team, you want to quickly introduce your first time? Yes. I mean, at least your first time again. Yes. Yes. Indonesia. Yay. Originally from Malaysia, so you can connect with other Malaysian brother and sister over there. So, original from Malaysia. Anyone else? First timer? Yeah? Okay. All right, let's move to the center. Anyone here? All right, no? Let's move to my left here. Anyone here? First timer? Yes, please. I'm Tim from Australia. I'm a uni student. Uni student, Australia. RMIT? All right, okay. Uh, oh, yes, please. Samin from South Africa. Wow. Wow. You, got a, you build a, a South African community here. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a South African restaurant coming soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Shamin. Anyone up on my left here? No one's. Okay. All right. So um, as we bring out the... Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, just your name, your country, your first time. Huh? Yes. Yes. First time. Yes, Eric. All right. Welcome. Okay. Um, I'd like to, um, to pray uh, for our tithe offering. Uh, tithe offering is, uh, is uh, for our church member. If you are a first-time visitor, do not feel obliged uh, because it's all about relationship. Uh, do not consider as a donation, as a charity, as a tip. I have to be frank. If you really have the heart, you tight and you make an offering. Otherwise, keep it to yourself. And it's always between you and the Lord. It's not about me. It's not about anyone else. Do not let anyone to question about your tithe offering. It is between you and the Lord. So uh, let me pray for us. And um, we're going to have a closing song. Lord Jesus, thank you for the grace that is sufficient for us, not just, not just uh, once a year, but every day. 
every hour, in fact, every minute and every second. That when we feel unworthy, that you, you call us children, children of God because of your grace. Thank you, Lord, for every day the mercy that, that when we see the sunrise, we know that your mercy is new every day. Whenever that we feel unloved or we feel that our love tank really dry and we feel that everything we try or try to get or try to give is unloving. Perhaps because there's no water in the well, perhaps because there's no, there's no root in the tree that can see the flower and the fruit. Help us to be grounded in your love. Help us to, to have the living fountain of your presence and your word. You are our living fountain. It's, it's just burst out from the ground, the living water, the living food. Lord, thank you for the daily bread, the daily rice, the daily noodles and everything that we take. It is because coming from you, even though that our hand works and labor, but Lord, you grant us the strength, ability, the training, so that we can put food on the table and we give you thanks. Lord, you can fill our pockets, our bank accounts, our things with saving all of that because of your grace, because of your mercy and help us, Lord, to know it is not time offering. It's not a way we pay you back because nothing we can pay you back. But it's in a response of your grace, a response in obedience, a response in thanksgiving, a response in praises and, and worship, and an act of worship. We thank you, Lord, for your provision and your protection. And Lord, more importantly, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the relationship that you call us, you initiated, you call us friends. Because you said that as those who know my Father will, know my will, we call friends. We are friends of God because, Lord, we want to walk in your will. We want, Lord, we desire to see your kingdom come and your will be done on this planet, in this city, in this country, and many country representatives here. We thank you once again, Lord, for your presence, for the word that you communicated through your servant, Pastor William. So that our love, our agape love, be genuine. Our brotherly, sisterly love will be authentic, sincere for one another. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.